0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to episode 2 of the alternative viewpoint. As you know, episode 1 was a quite a little hectic, so hopefully we can flatten out the curve here on episode 2. Episode 1 of course was much much too quiet and I apologize for that. Hopefully we get some better volume amplified noises here. And we actually got some quite a diverse set of uh News stories here, so we're going to dive right into it. First of all, what a fantastic week to not only start the podcast, but to start it off with Israel and Palestine. I was almost debating to not put that in because of how common this stuff is. Of course, I'm quite thankful I did. Let's jump right into the thick of it. As we know, in- Israel has entered the Gaza Strip with riot forces um, to evict certain people, Palestinians in particular, and basically just harassing Palestinians near the end of Ramadan. Ramadan, of course, is a very important religious part for Palestine as well, for the country as a whole, for most of the population. Now, let me make this clear. Israel does have the authority to do so. By all means, they do. The Gaza Strip is not connected to Palestine's borders. It is shared between Israel and Palestine, as it is near the Holy Land. That that's how Israel and Palestine work. They both need the Holy Land. They they're, they're both very the Holy Land's the same for both religions, very important to both. But you can't really share that, considering that whole religious extremist thing. And of course, that it. Israel was created in 1948, after uh, the events of World War II. Um, it was a basically a place for Jewish people to go out of Europe, because many weren't comfortable there. They had their own houses taken, their own homes robbed, unspeakable things. And, of course, they basically went, hey, you know how this is kind of run by someone else? How about we just, yeah, just move over. Move over. Yeah, there we go. That's your home now. In fact, many countries do not even recognize Israel as a state, which is basically like shunning on a nationwide level. Basically says, I don't believe you exist. It's openly saying, I don't believe this exists. Not trading, no diplomatic relations, nothing. You're refusing to accept the existence of this said nation. And, of course, Israel does have the authority and right to exert their control of the Gaza Strip on the outs- on the external control and does have significant influence on the life inside Does it is maintained by Israel as it is outside of the Palestinian borders. And it, that religious extremist group that basically governs the Gaza Strip, Hamas, is a religious group, right? It... it They fired rockets at Israel first, which triggered the airstrikes. Now, in no way, shape, or form does this make what Israel does any better. None of it is justified. Let me make that very clear. And it has been happening since the dawn of Israel. Since 1948, there has been a significant amount of conflict. So petitions on (laughs) change.org are not doing anything. I'm sorry to say it. Your Instagram stories, whatever you want to come up with, it ain't going to work. The Prime Minister of Israel is not going to go on the internet and go, oh, oh, dear Lord, I'm a monster. There are people voting against me on change.org, alongside the appeal to unbanned puppies from Ontario, pit bulls, oh, God, you know what we should do? We should give up this immense amount of power we have right now. No, no, I'm done. We need to get rid of this. Like, no, let's be honest here. It's not going to do anything. Back to what I said about not being right, not making, justifying Israel's response. What Hamas basically did was throw a rock at the kid who's been poking them, but the kid who's been poking them has a gun in his pocket. Yeah, you know... I don't know if that was the smartest move on either end. Both are doing horrible things. Let's be honest. Don't be ignorant. Look the other way. Both sides are doing horrible things. They're both firing at each other. They both are. Moving on again. Liz Cheney. Now a former representative in Congress for the Republicans. As many of you are probably aware, she made a big no-no. She uh, was public against Trump. She actually made a statement that said, We cannot embrace, quote unquote, the big lie and the Constitution. Now, people who've watched the last week's podcast are aware that the big lie is referring to the 2020 presidential election with Joe Biden and Trump. The Republicans refer to it as the big lie because they believe that it. For some reason they don't believe it actually was properly accounted for. I don't know. And a secret vote was actually held among fellow Republicans and uh, they removed her from her position. Luckily enough, she's still alright and lots of press around her and she continues to be openly outspoken against Trump and now the Republican Party for doing what she what they did. Which respectfully so. Moving on again to Prince Harry this time. He went out and made a statement comparing life as royalty in the UK as living in a zoo. He actually used the Truman Show as an example, starring Jim Carrey. The Truman Show is a character named Truman, whose entire life has been documented for TV. His entire world is fake. Everyone around him, they're actors. Around his 30s, midlife, he discovers this and tries to fight it and eventually escapes. But really, he is being broadcasted worldwide. He doesn't even know it. He actually came out and made this an actual, and I quote, I do not want this job. I do not want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. Look at what it did to my mom. Now, for people who do don't know, his mother was, of course, Princess Diana who tragically died in a car crash in Paris at the age of 36. There's a lot of there's a lot of speculation about her death surrounding it as she was quite outspoken and talked a lot, which made her very unpopular with high officials and many people believe the car crash was staged, just to offer. I hope he can stand the life in the US. I really hope he can. A lot of people can't. I hope all goes well for him. Small so sprinkle of good news today. Real quick tick. not for the church, however, or the Vatican. A number of German priests in Germany, of course, are blessing same-sex marriages in complete defiance from the Vatican, even while being requested not to. Which is good to hear. Of course, they will most likely be get in a large amount of trouble for these, but you know, it's sending a message, and good on them. And we're going to be talking soon about another uh, fellow Canadian Canadian segment today. Aaron O'Toole, the new head of opposition. I asked around, not many people know his platform or are even familiar with him. Which is unfortunate, as he is the head of the Conservative Party and the official opposition. We're going to do a quick review of what he states and his platform. He starts off with the task of rebuilding Canada from Trudeau Trudeau's economic wild ride. <laughs> And a safe small business plan due to COVID to introduce new incentives, a cut for LEI premiums for SMEs, SME, of course, meaning small, medium enterprises, and a First Nations incentive to become a true part of the recovery plan, which provides stable jobs and increased benefit, which is fantastic. A wind down on spending and a uh, incentive to not borrow money in times of economic prosperity as the harper government did for those unaware the harper government is was famous for not only surviving in the 2008 recession but thriving in the days of a dying oil empire and uh... looks like he's going to be going back to that kind of economic playbook so that's good on him and i really hope it goes well he's going to be encouraging entrepreneurship with the with an rss RRSP of $50,000 to be paid back subsequently, very similar to a home buyer's plan, if people are aware of that. He made the statement that violence towards your fellow Canadian is not acceptable while implementing minimum sentences for trafficking illegal handguns to serious crimes such as murder, rape, and trafficking of people, which is quite mind-boggling that these aren't already in place, but who knows. He's also going to be implementing a senior protection plan, a bigger focus on countering elder abuse, which has really spiked around the world, but notably in Canada, where it can become an issue, as looking at our demographic and our population, most of our population will be hitting the senior area. Uh, we have a lot more seniors than we do adults and children, which is an issue. Of course, we're going to have to solve it, and this will definitely help. You will, We're going to finish with uh, looking at the environment plan. He has a focus on scientific research on carbon produced and absorbed by Canada and more efficient ways to solve it. Now, I'm going to say this because I hear it all the time many make the statement don't research do something something needs to be done well unfortunately we don't know what has to be done hence research and of course people say "Like renewable energy better more renewable energy well I'm sorry but renewable energy is just not there yet we all wish it was it's not there yet too many elements of our society heavily rely on diesel fossil fuels and gasoline to make that switch it's going to be gradual and slow. Full of thorough research. Anyway, that was Aaron O'Toole's uh, platform. Really quick look at it, of course. It's not the complete thing. Make your own decisions. I am not your voice of reason. You can find that on uh, Aaron O'Toole our country en.pdf. Take a quick look at his platform. Everything's in there. It's a neat. Nice and uh, easy to look at, honestly. We're going to take a quick look at the Apple AirTag, new product released by Apple the other day. It's this uh, tag, really, that you hang off certain objects that will show on the GPS on your phone. Which is a great idea. Many companies have been doing it for a long time. And it's good that Apple now gets on that train. Now, I don't know if any of you have actually seen the Apple AirTag. They come in beautiful designs. Uh, on Like leather straps. Uh, pride flag straps. You know, very very nice designs. They're, they're very meant to show off. But that's the thing. They're showing off. If, if I... Now, let's say hypothetically I was trying to steal your knapsack, backpack, or whatever, and you got that hanging from the thing, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. I'm going to rip it off, throw it on the sidewalk. What they should have done is made it more concealed, so you can actually hide them, and they don't know it's there. That's the point of one, isn't it? All the other companies have been doing it. I just, I don't really understand. If someone wants to clarify clarify that for me, I'd love to hear it. Anyway. We're going to end today with From the Desk of Donald Trump. Let's look through here. 7:11 p.m. May 16th. Breaking news. New polling by CBS News on the state of the Republican Party. In parentheses, which is very strong! Exclamation point. Quote, unquote. President Trump has a strong hold on the GOP. End quote. 80% of the Republicans agree with the removal of Liz Cheney from GOP leadership, and only 20% disagree. The polls also show that 67% of the Republicans said that they do not consider Sleepy Joe Biden to be the legitimate winner of the 2020 presidential election. I agree with them 100%. Just look at the facts and the data. There's no way he won the 2020 presidential election. That was on May sixteenth. That was yesterday. May fifteenth. Congratulations to Drew McKissick on a great win today as he in his reelect as chairman of the Republican Party in South Carolina. It was a great win against a strong and talented opponent. The Republican Party of South Carolina is in good hands. We're we'll continuing to go on victories we have had in the past the two past presidential elections. I love that touch. You know, he can't just congratulate someone without patting his own head. He's also got to put in the point that he won twice when he definitely didn't. May 15th again. Four hours earlier. The entire database of Maricopa County in Arizona has been, in all caps, deleted. This is illegal. And the Arizona State Senate, who is leading the forensic audit... He's up in arms. Additionally, seals were broken on the boxes that held the votes. Ballots are missing and worse. Mark, there's a typo in there. He literally just put down... Okay, there's a typo in there. The Attorney General of Arizona will now be forced to look into this unbelievable election crime. I don't know why election is capitalized, but... We're gonna remove. Obviously, his editor just kind of forgot about this one. Many radical left Democrats and weak Republicans are very worried about the fact that this has been exposed. The deletion, in all caps, of an entire database and critical election files, and now this election, now the second ele- the second time he says election, it's not capitalized. Hmm. Files of Maricopa County is unprecedented. Many other states to follow, the mainstream media and radical left Democrats want to stay as far away as possible from the presidential election fraud. Which should be one of the biggest stories of our time. Fox News is afraid to cover it. Dash, there's rarely a mention. Likewise, Newsmax has been virtually silent on the subject because they're intimidated by threats of lawsuits. Oh my god, this one goes on for a long time. One American News, one of the fastest growing networks on television, and the quote-unquote hottest, is doing a magnificent job of exposing the massive fraud that took place. The story is only getting bigger, and at some point, it will be impossible for the weak and slash or corrupt media to not cover. Thank you, OAN, um, One American News Network, and the other brave American patriots. It is all happening quickly. Oh, just a nugget right there of information. Fantastic. This is by far my favorite segment of the entire show. It's just, I'm having fun here. Oh, another big one here. Wall Street Journal has reportedly, in brackets, they finally got something right. That in 2020 was the worst presidential poll miss in 40 years public opinion surveys ahead of the 2020 president election were the most inaccurate ever, according to the major polling panel. This was done purposefully. The polls were a joke. I won states in a landslide that I I was predicted to lose day before the election. Other states had me purposely so far down that it would force people, even fans, to say, let's stay home, darling. We love our president, but he can't win. I love how that's in quotes. That's beautiful. And then I would win the old states, or at least come very close. In one state that I actually won, but the results were rigged. ABC and the Washington Post had me down by 17 points. Even the rigged final result was extremely close. It's called suppression polling, and it should be illegal. These are crooked, disgusting, and very dishonest media outlets. And they know exactly what they are doing. The 2020 presidential election was by far the greatest election fraud in the history of our country. The good news is the American people get it. And the truth is rapidly coming out. Had Mike Pence had the courage to send the electoral college vote back to states for recertification. And had Mitch McConnell fought for us instead of being the weak and pathetic leader he is. We would right now have a Republican president who would be vetoing the horrific socialist bills that are rapidly going through Congress. Opening, including open borders, high taxes, massive regulations, and so much else, exclamation mark. Oh, underneath, there's just a very quick one. As our country is being destroyed both inside and out, the presidential election of 2020 will go down as the crime of the century. Oh, just a little, little tidbit there. That was only 20 minutes before that massive blurb about the Wall Street Journal and open borders and whatnot. That was only 30 minutes before... Wow. He's really just having a go at this one. He really has no one holding him back. Wow. Anyway. From the desk of Donald J. Trump, everyone. We'll uh, catch back up with him in about a week. And uh, let me just say, uh, as I'm going through on my uh, newsreel, I'm never on this show and uh, you can hold me to it. I will never report on a celebrity doing something not that impressive. Like, if Ariana Grande got married, which she did, I'm never going to talk about it. I don't care. No one should care. It's their business. It's their deal. I don't understand why people get so flustered about this. Leave them be. (laughs) Honestly. Meh, that's a quick take on that one take that one to the bank, and that's it. Oh, and here's a juicy one, ladies and gentlemen. This will probably be our last topic for this week's, and a special request, in fact. And I just saw it on the newsreel again, and you know what, I'm just gonna save it for next week, but we're gonna bring it on this one. This is the title of the news article. Say goodbye! The Netflix shows were cancelled! Uh, if you know who I am, you know my personality, you know what I like, what I don't like, you know that I hate. And I I know that's a powerful word and I'm using it appropriately. I hate cancel culture. It is so pathetic. All these people chasing down witch hunting people for something that is sometimes minuscule means nothing, are acting like they're pitch perfect. Everyone's done something bad in their life. Everyone's done something that they'd rather not. It is pathetic that these heathens will crawl and witch hunt a person and in a week forget what happened and move on to the next one. Did you know Adam Sandler was cancelled? Adam Sandler! No, he wasn't. I made it up. But it's believable, isn't it? because a week after something happens no one remembers it is honestly appalling i like who listens to these people you're canceled for doing so and so okay and no one cares Lit- like i wish i could I, ca- I can't stress this enough i can't stress this enough nobody cares no one does Just because a bunch of teenagers from TikTok came over to go cancel some celebrity for saying something controversial or a joke. Like, people are aware here that there are such things as jokes, right? Like, you don't have to have in, like, parentheses after your joke saying, Caution, this was a joke. Please take it not serious. Like, please don't take it seriously. I don't get it. I I really don't. I don't... I will never understand cancel culture. It is the most brain-dead and idiotic thing I have ever came across. And I... I honest, I feel terrible for the people who believe it matters. I really, really... I, ho- I hope you get the help you need. Because what I find in this generation, more than anything, is... The self-entitlement of Gen Z's. Which, of course, is the generation that we're from. Uh, I'm speaking. My, of course, I, I, I'm part of that. But there's a worrying number of people who believe that Gen Z's were, like, God's gift to this Earth. No, you're not. We're just as plain and boring as the last... I'm sorry, but everyone wants to be special, and Gen Z is no different. Just because you say you're special, and you act like you have this ungodly power to remove celebrities from Twitter, like, whoop-de-doo, nobody cares. And honestly, I just... I I can't with cancel culture. I really do not understand what the point is. People do bad things. That's why people learn from their mistakes. People can change. You can't harp on someone for what they did years and years ago after they've already addressed it and they've already improved as a person because everyone's done stuff like that. I don't care where you come from. Nobody's perfect, and that's a fact. Nobody is, and the fact that you could portray yourself like that is pathetic. It's mob mentality, but if you had the attention span of a five-year-old, I just, I really cannot understand. Ooh, that was supposed to be my last topic. This just in. The White House, quote-unquote, is not bending to pressure from progressives to condemn Israel. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, there was a UN Council Safety Council vote. Almost nearly every country voted to interfere and condemn Israel for their actions that they've taken. However, the only country to vote against that was, of course, the United States, because, as everyone is probably aware, Israel is their lapdog. They don't want to see their little puppy get hurt. They provide military aid to a country that is committing war crimes. Hmm. How odd. It's totally not like they've done that before. People need to stop giving the U.S. such godly light. They aren't the great nation they used to be. They really aren't. They're a house divided among themselves. To quote, Abraham Lincoln who said that they can't function which is exactly what's happening now and if I had to get make a guess the amount of division I'm seeing right now and the feeling of Republicans being oppressed this is the climate that led to the first American Civil War of course the south southern states feeling oppressed and people more feeling more uh, loyal to their actual state than to the Federal federal government and you can see this republican states that uh, people republicans from republican states are more loyal to their state than the government in fact they, they don't even trust the election system in it in their fear and and of course there's this oppressed feeling and the, the climate that's going on right now with all the protests though infighting and everything and i would not be shocked I, I i wish i could say this but i wouldn't be shocked if some big things came out of there i really wouldn't be shocked and of course, uh, Biden hasn't really had the greatest presidential track record so far. Of course, he opened his office by bombing Syria. You know, it's a, it's a time-honored tradition. Everyone, let's let's respect the uh, tradition of U.S. presidents. The day they open up, they gotta bomb Syria, or you know, if need be, another Middle Eastern country, just to get a point across that they mean business. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people aren't super happy with Biden, unfortunately, even though he uh, used to be seen as some democratic beacon of hope. On the other hand, uh, Kamala Harris seems to be doing pretty well, and uh, who knows? Maybe in Biden's four year term he might kick the bucket, and the U.S. will see in its first not only female president. But, uh African-American female president, which would be nice to see, of course, at the expense of the current sitting house, which is, you know, you win some, you lose some. Anyway, I'm probably going to call it wraps here. We're coming up to 30 minutes. Just want to thank you all for tuning in. And really quickly, I want to give out a nice big shout out to to. L- two a lovely, lovely human being. This is our very own people who know us in public, of course. Uh, personally. A very, very big thank you to Mr. Brandon Coops for providing the absolutely gorgeous, the fantastic, like, unfathomable new cover art for the podcast. Don't know if you could tell, I made the first one. It wasn't pretty. It was bland, boring. It was, yeah. And this mad light, this absolute legend he came out he said look man i like what you got going i'm gonna give you this i'm like all right what do i owe you this man he said none just make sure you keep making the i'm like hey that's a deal i was gonna do it anyway but when you see that cover art make sure yeah if you're looking for something like that and you're looking for someone to do some graphic design i a thousand percent recommend brandon fantastic work fantastic timing and just lovely person to work with. And I honestly... He he nailed it. The eye with the alternate viewpoint and the design around them. It perfectly fits the profile page. Like, oh, fantastic. Just great work. And again, thank you very, very much. And that will actually be the cover for the official podcast from here on out. And um, thank you very much for tuning in this week. Uh, for Sorry again for the uh, little late on the Monday, however. Thank you once again. Make sure to download on Spotify because it gets me money and I might get a sponsor. See you next week on the Alternative viewpoint.